Hey guys, welcome to episode three of the Brand Rocket podcast. This is the third episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, if you haven't heard the first two episodes, feel free to check them out on Stitcher, on iTunes, here on Anchor as well. Um, and you can also listen to these by checking out our site at postboxme.com slash brand rocket. Again, that's postboxme.com slash brand rocket. Um, so you can also submit any show ideas for future podcasts, guests, tools that we can use or feature or um, you know, try out or test out on the show, feel free to send us an email at hello at postboxme.com if you have a show idea, anything like that. So just wanted to cover that, get that out the way before we get to today's show. So today's show, we wanted to talk about the opportunity we've seen starting with Amazon um, as a launch pad for your private label brand, um, in particular with the experience we've had over the past 16 months um, selling used books and doing some retail ARB as well. So um, we got a lot of experience over that time. So I want to kind of dive in about what we saw as far as like um, listings and uh, things that we saw restrictions and kind of things that kind of showed us and led us towards moving a private label. So um, the first thing that I'll say is that since we started with used books, one thing that we found out relatively quickly was that when we were competing with other people and we didn't own that listing, like we didn't have um, not just the buy box because we would win a lot of buy boxes competing with other sellers. But um, what we actually noticed was that it, we couldn't really run ads to those listings because if we ran an ad, we'd basically be just offering that up to whoever you know they liked once they landed on the book and they looked for other prices. So we started to see the value in having our own listing. So that's like the key thing I wanted to talk on or, or speak on today was the value of having your own listing, having like no other competitors on there and you just owning the buy box outright on a particular product. Um, and then the advantage that we saw with private label, as opposed to what we, you know, have seen with, you know, books and retail arb is that, you know, you have one big advantage that you get to dominate that listing. And that was a huge thing that we said, Hey, look, you know, we can keep going, but to really scale out, we're going to have to own the listing, be able to run ads, be able to run our own traffic, and then not, you know, have to compete with someone on our own listing. It's be way better, easier, and more profitable in the long run to have our own product. So that's what that's what ultimately led us into moving into a private label product as opposed to, um, and even that is our business model. So moving into, hey, you know, it makes more sense to just release a series of private label products over and over and you know build them and gear them towards a particular audience that just made the most sense to us so people like ryan moran and um some others in the space kind of got us looking at the the amazon platform in that way so i'm thankful for people like ryan and ezra firestone and like other people like that who create a ton of great content that really give you a lot of framework for free as well as like their private like back rooms and stuff like that, um, which you know we plan to join very soon as well. So, um, you know that is the be the biggest thing for us um, was being able to compete on our own um, and then use those ads to actually grow sales because we the issue we saw with selling books was you know we could sell a ton of books but we could never spike the volume because it's just based on everyone else because we couldn't do anything to to generate uh, sales outside of just 
loading more inventory. So that's a, a hurdle a lot of people probably have experienced. Um, if you've been selling on Amazon for a while and you sell like used books or you sell like retail ARB um, or even online ARB, you've kind of got to check your prices all the time. You, you have a lot of stuff that you have to keep expanding on and grabbing VAs and stuff, which we did for a while um, just for that. Um, so that is like a big thing um, to just a win as far as moving into private label as opposed to wholesale or, um, you know, like used books, like we started on, which used books are, are great, but to definitely start and get you in the game and learn Amazon, learn their system. But, um, but to, to grow, you either going to need to scale out a full warehousing system, um, and get like some space or, you know, move into private label or, or wholesale or something like that. Um, so yeah, so, in, in that, we also learned the value of like reading data. So we started looking at tools like the, you know, Jungle Scout and the Estimator and um, the plugin even for Jungle Scout. Um, so you can, because this is what I actually have up on my screen right now. Um, and you guys will start to see some of this on the screen share videos um, that we start releasing that I'll put out soon. Um, but right now I'm just looking at garden sets in particular because my brother actually... Um, brought some of these up to me and we were taking a look at some combinations that we think would sell really well. Um, and then, so we started looking at this type of data. So reading like, uh, the jungle scout tool, the AMZ scout, um, like sales tool. So when you are looking at it live, you can actually see the sales rank right as you scroll down, as opposed to having to dig all the way into the listing to try to find the sales rank. So even through skimming through these, um, one thing that I, I like to do that's interesting to me is like if I see a product that's, you know, between say 400 to like 10,000, maybe even 20,000 in rank, I'll normally like go into it. So for instance, I'm looking at this one, it's like 496 in patio and lawn and garden. But when I, what I really do is not only just look at that, and I got to this just by putting in the keyword or typing in garden set. So this is how I got to this. Um, but even when I look here, I don't just go look at the listing itself. I'll scroll down. I have Keepa plugged in. So I'll go look at the data on Keepa. So I'll go look there first, um, right after I like see the sales rank. So I'll go into the listing. I'll look at Keepa. And then it'll kind of tell me you know, a little bit um, of the history. Well, actually, it'll give me the whole sales history that, that it's been on Amazon. So this one in particular has been up for 896 days for so for well over you know two years, this listing has been performing well, um, and it's been pretty much at the same price point the majority of the time. So I know not only does this product sell well, I know that hey, there's a whole market here, like there's there's some potential here. Then you can start looking at you know reviews and how many reviews it would take to compete in this market. Um, I think this one has like 500 reviews, so it's a highly. I mean, this is a competitive market, but. Um, but what I also look at are the products around a hit product, right? So sometimes my theory on this is you can kind of build backwards. So you could say, okay, what's kind of right around this that I could supply first, build some leverage, build some brand loyalty, um, you know, get a good amount of sales in, and then I can start building on some of these more competitive products around the same market or the same category. So like they have, like this is a garden set, and then beside it is a garden kneeling pad. So for someone who might jump into the garden space, if they're like, hey, I want to roll out more products, but the first product is you know, a little more competitive, you might want to look at the frequently bought with and start there and start saying, hey, can I build out 
a few of these other products, get the product live, get some reviews, get like, you know, 10 to 30 sales a day, and then start building up from there. So at least that's what I think about when I'm looking at um, any Amazon like listing. So I'm kind of jumping right from the listing itself to Keepa and then right into frequently bought together. So I can try to figure out, like make a connection besides just the one product. Um, Because what I'm starting to learn now is the value in having more than one product. So like we're rolling out our first uh, party supply product, but we already have like, you know, products two through five kind of ready to roll out, like that match it and support it. Um, Just so that we can start to get some juice as we get three, four product number five out. Um, So we've already been thinking kind of ahead like that. Um, And then also being mindful of like how much that's going to cost to continuously reorder every month. So that's a big thing too. And we'll talk about that in another video about, you know, trying to figure out the right financing for um, options for when your products actually work and they sell and people actually buy it. So, cause that's also another issue that I've already talked to some sellers about that they're having, you know, um, that they're starting to see is maybe a big hurdle, not a big hurdle, but just a thing that they need to just um, start to figure out is how they're going to just have more cash or more available credit or whatever to finance, you know, when your product does sell and you want it to grow and roll out more ads and stuff. So I didn't want to keep this video too long. I just wanted to cover a couple quick points um, about uh, being able to compete and, or not being able to, not having to compete and owning the buy box by yourself, not having any competitors on your listing. And then also um, how to look for sub products or products that maybe um, may not maybe built around um, a particular lead product and you don't have to start with that one first. You might start with like a couple of the sub products and then lead and then build your way into, you know, a major product that's a little more competitive or a space that's more competitive. So just want to touch on that couple or those couple key points um, that I learned from our experience so far selling like used books, retail ARB, and now have gone through the whole process of sourcing, um, uh, locking in a supplier, uh, getting product barcoded into FBA and and launch. So that going through that process, we've learned a lot, and I just kind of wanted to share some of that uh, just real quick in a in an episode with you guys. So if you guys have any other questions, that's it that I got for right now. Um, tomorrow I'll probably be picking up on a couple other points, but um, if you guys have anything, feel free to submit it to hello at postboxme.com. Again, that's hello at postboxme.com. And if you're an Amazon seller and you've been on for a while or you're just getting started, I'd love to talk to you, get your feedback, get your experience, um, share it with um, you know our listeners, and then you know just try to pass that information along because that's what we're looking to build here as a community to help launch brands and rocket them to the top. So uh, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, looking forward to hearing from you guys soon and getting some feedback and doing some more interviews and uh, just sharing everything we learn as we launch our products. Uh, live on Amazon as well. So thanks for tuning in. You guys have a great day. Looking forward to talking to you guys or having you guys tune in. Have a good one.